Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. A full list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. This particular episode has some descriptions and jokes about vomiting, so if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, you can skip to the 18-minute mark after our intros. Uh, Alright, I know that little frog guy kind of zonked you out up there and dropped your ass out of the sky, and I know that landing was pretty rough, but... Uh, let's just try to buck up and get back in the sky, okay? Boss, I can't do this anymore. This is bullshit. I mean, do you, you saw what I went through. I can't keep doing this. I, I know that was rough, Waldo, but uh, come on. You know, it's just, it's only a little bit further to the Springtail Forest. Boss. You don't gotta fly that much. I, I have no life outside of work, all right? I mean, I, I signed up for a pottery class. I haven't been to one single class. I, I look. I, I know where you're coming from. You know, I, I sometimes that that work life balance it's challenging. You know, I struggle with it too. It, it's not just that. I I told you I didn't want to wear armor, and then what? First time I wear it, what happens? A kid burns my fucking face off. Okay. I don't, but- I don't get paid enough for this. I mean, you're a fucking elephant. Do you know how heavy you are? Okay, listen, the uh, the armor thing, like, that was a fluke, but you know what? If you don't want to wear the armor, that's fine. You don't got to wear the armor. We can take it off. Uh, here, let me let me just pull the pull the helmet off. It's, it's, fused, it's fused to your head. Boss, I, I can't. I mean, me, Waldo the Wyvern, where am I in five years? Where's Waldo? Fucking probably dead. If not, carrying your big ass through the fucking sky. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, oh, come on. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say that. Just, why don't you, you spend a little time to think about it. We go to the Springtail Forest and maybe see how you feel after that. I'll be back to pick up my last paycheck. Well, guess I'm walking. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Monster Frogs. It's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, the real play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the passion project of five childhood pals who've been playing this game for countless hours over the past two decades. I'm Joey, I play Garrett Sunderwood. More on him later. Start out each of these episodes with Leo asking all the players a question. Leo, how about it? Yeah, why not? I'm Leo Martin. I'll be your dungeon master and question asker this evening. And today's question is, if you had a wish all to yourself, what would you wish for? He's talented, rad, and about to finger his dad. It's Scotch Hops. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's me, Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops. Uh, Little announcement, the real-life frog that Scotch Hops is modeled after, uh, Scotch Hops. Um, He's now a dad. Woo! Found two little babies over the weekend. Oh, wow. Two little shit babies. Shit babies. He pooped them right out his butt. (laughs) So proud of him. So Scotch Hops had a wish. He would probably just wish for all of Rasputin's delicious popcorn because he knows he has a bunch of it. <laughs> he knows he has a bunch of it somewhere. Like in Scotch Hop's mind, there's just a vault somewhere that's yeah. got every variety of kettle corn. and That's how he's making his big moves. He's buying people off with this delicious popcorn. <laughs> that movie butter. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
Sometimes he eats grass, but his mom's always got ass. It's Garrett Sutherland. <laughs> and that apple bottom didn't fall far from the tree. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm Joey. I play Garrett Sunderwood, gnome druid. Uh, yeah, if Garrett had a wish all to his own, well, I mean... He's got the Parmesan tugboat, so he's doing pretty fucking good. That's wish number one. That's out of the way. <laughs> number two, um, it's not funny, but I mean, he'd probably just wish for the natural balance of the Sunderwood to be restored, because that's sort of his core quest. Yeah, that's not funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's just it's just what he would wish for if he had it. If Garrett had a wish all to his own, he'd probably just wish that his mom still loved each other and were still together. Aww. Still not funny. Aww. Still not funny. That's sad. It's okay. Sad wishes. Sad wishes. He's a little bummed about it. I just feel bad for Garrett now, though. He's a grown-up. I mean, he's, he's fucking 44. He can deal with it. She's hot off the press and feeling some stress. It's Gotcha Portobello. <laughs> I always am. Hey, everyone. I'm Jane. I play Gotcha Portobello. And if she had one wish, it would have to be to replace the uh, whole feudal kingdom and culture uh, of her homeland with just a whole multi-tiered anarchist society full of orgies and uh good times okay. okay it's you mean they're not having orgies in your mom's kingdom not nearly enough <laughs> they just sit around and eat baked fruit all day <laughs> they have orgies but they're like you know secret orgies like they organize them all discreetly and everyone's wearing masks and stuff yeah and most of them involve my mom which is gross oh well yeah that's a problem <laughs> and in this new land my mom can't be at orgies <laughs> <laughs> His trunk oozes snot, but his uncle is hot. It's Will Willie Willis. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. True. That's the one. Some type of dime dad bod right there. Hey, everyone. My name's Salem Martin. I play Will Willie Willis, Loxodon Cleric of the Great Garbage Forge. If he had one wish, it'd probably just be to remove the memory of ever eating the Portobello peach. Wow. It was that bad. Well, fuck you. Wow, it happened off screen, but it really affected him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but yeah. That's uh, offensive because he likes to eat like garbage and smoke plastic, so his taste buds are not sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I guess it means it doesn't taste like garbage and shit, so... He eats a lot of other stuff, too, that's not trash, and he, he understands the difference. Well, then, again, fuck you. Hey, Joey. Huh? Is your clock running? Yeah. You might want to check it, because I think it's time to take a crit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. It's quarter past crit. Last time on Take a Crit, our heroes returned to Pathernica, only to find that in their absence, Rasputin had been appointed as Duke of the Snail District under his former alias, Gaspucci. Our heroes were also informed by Johnny that a bounty had been placed on their heads and wanted posters had been distributed all throughout the city. Garrett attempted to call Gazebo on his speaking stone, only to learn that Gazebo had been kidnapped by Rasputin and a spell had been placed on him that would cause Gazebo to die if Rasputin dies. Our heroes, along with Gus and Johnny, discreetly made their way to the Shifty Brick, where Gus showed our heroes his scrying room, which could be used to spy on people all over the city. 
Johnny informed the group that wagons with large cages on the back had been seen leaving the city to the south. Gus used his scrying room to determine that these wagons were headed towards none other than the Springtail Forest, Scotch's hometown. Our heroes then climbed aboard Parmesan tugboat Romano and sailed off through the sky toward the forest in pursuit of these wagons. It was not long, however, before the butterfly knight caught up to them aboard his wyvern. Luckily, Scotch was able to daze the wyvern, dropping the beast and leaving the butterfly knight in their tracks. Shortly thereafter, our heroes arrived at the Springtail Village, where they met Scotch's rather old girlfriend, Nancy, as well as his father. After scolding Scotch for leaving the village and stealing his water jug, Scotch's father declared that it's finger in time. Oh, yeah, let's do this. We don't have bigger fish to fry or anything. Whoa! We rejoin our heroes as Scotch prepares for this sacred contest. Uh, so, Scotch, are we doing this right here? Like, right now? In front of everyone? Do, is there any preparations? Uh, do, do we need to go to, like... Scotch's father cuts in and says, 30 minutes, middle of the village. Take all the time you need to prepare and come meet me. He storms off towards the middle of the village. Nancy walks up to you and says, You got this, Scotch. I, I believe in you. I, I put my hand on her shoulder and I say, Thanks, babe. I believe in me, too. <laughs> you always do. Now give me some sugar. <laughs> okay. Okay, real quick, y'all. He said take all the time that you need, and I feel like we need some time to take care of the whole, like, Rasputin situation. Take all the time you need as long as it's less than 30 minutes. <laughs> the Butterfly Knight is currently, like, out in the woods looking for us. I, uh, I'm pretty stressed, but, um, you know what, Scotch? Uh, b good time to do some stretches. You gotta stretch before you strut. That's just, uh, the way things go. You're right. That's a, that's a good idea. For the listeners, Austin's actually stretching. <laughs> Gang. There's no need to worry. I totally got this. We're gonna we're gonna be on our way in just a little bit. Right after I kick my dad's ass. All right, buddy. It, are there some other higher ups that we can warn while you're getting ready, just to let him know that uh, they can expect an uh, an ambush from the north? No, he he's the top dog, but he's kind of a dick. <laughs> Don't worry. I got this. Uh -huh. I totally got this. Okay. Well, if uh, your dad's the one that we need to get to convince all the frogs that they need to prepare for this onslaught, then I guess that's this is priority number one. We've got a lot riding on you, Scotch. As you're preparing, a group of frogs slightly older than Scotch come walking over. One of them says, <laughs> Look, guys, the shit baby is back. What you gonna do, shit baby? You gonna go have your dad make you puke so you're covered in puke too? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Bebo. I didn't miss you at all. <laughs> this guy's name is Bebo? His name's Bebo, and he's a piece of shit. Hey, well, you would probably know something about shit, wouldn't you, shit baby? <laughs> this frog's some kind of little punk. Do you want me to punt this frog for you, Scotch? No, we, we don't need to worry about this guy. Once I'm king, we'll just fucking... We'll eat him. We'll eat him for dinner. You hear that, Bebo? You're on the menu tonight, you piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, shit. I guess your menu would have pieces of shit on it. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Self-burn. Nice. God, I hate this guy. Oh, I want to cast command and just go poop. <laughs> this is real Dustin Bieber Lake throwback. <laughs> yeah. The downside is this guy's not wearing pants, so... He doesn't have pants to shit. That's <laughs> too bad. Uh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> All right, he failed his save. So as he's walking away, he just shits, but, you know, some shit just falls out of his butt, and he's like, 
oh, hey, look, guys, I just laid a scotch. And they all go, hey. I look down at the ground. Sorry, scotch. Watch your step. There's assholes all over the fucking place. <laughs> uh, Garrett still got his birds for like another 40 minutes. So he uh, he commands them to uh, fly over Bebo's whole group and just, you know, do a drive-by plop plop. All right. So just for the next 40 minutes... Bebo and his friends are just getting shit on occasionally, and they're not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do to prepare? I could get guidance, but I don't think I want it. I think I want to, I just want to do this all me. You want to do it clean? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the 30 minutes pass. All of the grung from the village are kind of joined around in a circle in the middle of the village. And in the middle of that circle stands Scotch's father. Another old, small grung stands beside him. I kind of take a second, kind of shake my head back and forth, get loose, and then I step into the ring. Scotch, you got this. And then, like the sort of peanut salesperson at a sporting event, I'm going to go around with my picnic basket and just spray swamp charcuterie, you know, bugs and cheeses on little toothpicks around at different people, like around the ring that are spectating. (laughs) As you enter the middle of the ring, the old grung standing beside your father pulls some water out of the jug on his back using shape water and freezes it into a cone. He holds the cone up to his mouth and yells. All right. As always, you'll stick your fingers in each other's mouths and do what you will. (laughs) First one to vomit loses. I want to see a good clean match. No foreign objects. No suggestion of gross situations. (laughs) Our contestants today... Reviled by nearly all in our village. Um, actually, I'm the I'm the Patherntican idol. Scotch Hops. Yeah. On the other side of the ring, we have our stalwart leader, Pop Hops. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Hops steps forward and puts his hand on your shoulder. You ready for this old man? And then I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm ready for anything you could dish out. (laughs) I hope that's true, because this dish is about to be big. You got it, Scotch. I don't know what exactly this all means, but okay. Fucking wreck your dad. Pop Hops plunges his fingers into Scotch's mouth. Um, I, I put my fingers in his mouth. Let's roll initiative. Pop Hops got a seven. I got a 16 total. All right, you're going first. I've got my fingers in his mouth. We're locked up like a couple of reindeer in the snow. Except your frogs in the mud. <laughs> right, but otherwise it's exactly the same. <laughs> Pretty Jeez. much, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go for a little, little uvula tickle. All right, give me that sleight of hand roll. You got a 19 to resist. Awesome, because I rolled a three, and that's plus six, but not not going to do it. You try to tickle his uvula, and he just like gives you a look like, that all you got? Oh, no. <laughs> What's his bonus to sleight of hand? And he got a three plus 10, 13. <laughs> oh, he's uh, doing pretty good. Oh, man. And I rolled a 22. Wow! I shoot him a look back like... <laughs> You, you think you you think you got fingers? I'll fucking I'll show you some fingers. <laughs> now you see a look in his eyes that's like, oh, you wanna you wanna play, huh? I'm gonna tickle his uvula again, and I got a 16 this time. Oh, excuse me, 14. Oh, he got a 15 to resist. God damn it! Damn. Should have stuck with the 16. I should have. Leo can't see my fucking dice. <laughs> All right, now he's mad, so he's going in for the jam. 
and he got a 17. And I resisted with a fucking big fat 12. Uh, you gag pretty hard. First gag. Oh no, Scotch. And it's your turn. You can do it. I'm not very strong, but I don't want him to show me up like that. So I'm going to try to jam my fingers farther down his throat. I got, I got a five. I really didn't have a lot of power behind my finger thrust. Oh man, he rolled a nat one. So I guess he just kind of like, he kind of trips and falls forward and- Leaned into it. So yeah, he gags pretty hard too. Take that, you old piece of shit. (laughs) When he gags, there's an audible gasp from the crowd. (gasps) What the froggy fuck is happening? He got a 27 on his tickle. Well, he tickled me good. I got a 12 to resist the tickle. It's two gags for Austin. Can we have any effect on this? Like, if I have my birds fly over and try to shit on Pop Pops to, like, throw him off his guard and maybe give him some type of disadvantage, can I, like, have the birds do a ranged attack check for poops? They'll be upset if you interfere with this match right here, but they don't necessarily know that those birds are yours and can't control them pooping. They're just birds. They've been pooping on other frogs all day. Right. Okay. I'm going to have them roll a ranged attack of shit Okay. <laughs> on Pop Pop's head. They need a 12. Well, that was a 15 on bird one. All right. Bird shit comes screaming down from above and hits pop hops right on the head nice and he will now have disadvantage on his saves i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the the tickle the uvula and i got a 12 with his disadvantage he got a seven hell yeah nice it's two and two normally he'd be able to fight it off but like he tries to take a breath to kind of stay cool and he gets a big whiff of bird shit (laughs) thanks garrett (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about friend but you know you got this and it's his turn He got a 19. Well, that beats the pants off my 18. That's it. I'm done. I just, I throw up all over the place. Fuck. And now because he's so close to puking, I'm going to make him have one final save. And with the disadvantage, he fails it. And so he pukes as well. The old grung says, It's a tie! Who could believe it? Scotch hops in a stalemate with his old man. The crowd is baffled. No fucking way! Vultures come from. Shit, baby, some tough shit. Pop Pops leans up and says, Goddamn, Scotch. I mean, I did make you puke like a little shit baby you are, but damn, guess I'm a shit baby too. (laughs) Scotch hops just kind of folded over, hands on his knees, just. Fuck you, old man. Well, Scotch, you can say whatever the hell you want, but fact ain't changed. I'm still the leader of this here village. And if you want to ever come home again, then you're going to have to do something to prove yourself. What? What have you got for me, Pop? Well, while you've been gone, gallivanting around the city, singing your little songs, your older brothers and sisters have been gone missing. (gasps) They've gone missing? Oh, no. Eight of them already. And just today, ain't nobody seen little... Um, <laughs> Grimbus. Well done. <laughs> Not Grimbus. Grimbus is so young. I know. It's a goddamn tragedy. Well, why haven't you been looking for him? Well, well, well I, th- I thought you were the king of the of the forest. Well, Scotch, unfortunately, I've been busy crafting a new sacred water jug after mine got stolen by a little shithead. Well, maybe if you uh, respected your duties and you guarded the jug like you're supposed to, nobody would be able to take it. But I mean, <laughs> whatever. I didn't think that I had to guard my things from my own family. Guess now I know better. Well, I I guess that's good. Yep. I I would take it again. You better keep an eye on that new one. (laughs) I ain't got nothing else to say to you. 
You take your friends and you go find your brothers and sisters. And if you do, you can come back. Otherwise, goodbye. He turns around and walks off into a, a nearby building and shuts the door. Pop, there's news, there's danger. Oh, okay, fucking fine. I guess uh, we'll get an audience with him when we've earned it, I guess. Gang, um, we, we, need to, we need to talk for a second. We got to forget what we were doing before. I don't even remember what it was, <laughs> but I need, to get back, I need to get back into the village. My dad's making a new water jug, and I will be damned if I don't leave here with it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so let's restate the stakes. We've got a whole troops of likely fucking frog hunters coming from the city full of with a bunch of empty cages. We've got the butterfly knight out in the woods who wants us dead. Um, and Gazebo is being held captive by Rasbatan. And um, as fun as it sounds to steal this jug, uh, I think it's pro- it's a good idea for us to fucking just get this frog king on our side and get those kids back so we can protect the people from the hunters and, and try to keep Rasputin's influence from getting further out. I mean, I think I think Garrett is right. The easiest way for me to be able to steal this jug is if we kind of get him on our side so he drops his guard. That's not what I said, but uh, you know what? I, I think that's definitely a first good first step. Nancy walks up to you and says, Oh, it, it's getting late. Uh, would you and your friends like to stay at my place before you head out to do your investigation, sweetie? Yeah, I think I think we probably should. I'm a little tuckered out. Um, you know what? I think you two probably would like some privacy. I'm going to call down Palm and let you, you know, have all the space you need. Nancy puts her hand on Scotch's shoulder and says... Oh, I like your friends. They're perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> Parmesan, down here, stat. Toot toot. Well, you need to give some people some space to fuck, huh? <laughs> That's being a good friend. <laughs> climb aboard, buddy. All right, Parmesan. Oh, yeah, I climb up there, too. Our gang sleeps through the night. Well, some of them do. <laughs> <laughs> and awaken the next day. As you're leaving the village, Nancy walks up and says, Y'all be careful out there. Lots of folk around the village seen a stranger out in the woods. Real funny looking kobold with gold scales and a rainbow mustache. He just lurks around and we keep our distance, but he seems kind of suspicious. Don't worry, Nancy. We'll find him. All right. uh, So I guess I'm going to go in wild shape into a badger and use my keen smell to hunt down some frogs. Garrett, as a giant badger, picks up the scent of a grung. It seems to have gone off into the woods. It's just like in Horizon Zero Dawn. I highlight the track and I'm just like, all right, guys, this way. But, uh, you know, you just hear like meow, badger noises. Do I do I meow? I guess I meow. Meow. <laughs> this way. <laughs> What's that, Garrett? Garrett, you got a scent? You got a scent, buddy? I scamper through the jungle towards the scent trail. I'm going to scamper on along with them. Our heroes depart into the Springtail Forest in search of Grimbus. All right, gang, keep your eyes peeled. The The Springtail Forest is a harsh and dangerous environment. You know it has to be to, to raise an expert combatant such as myself. Obviously. Austin, make a dexterity save. Um, dexterity save. I got a 17. As you're walking along explaining the dangers of the Springtail Forest, you nearly walk into a branch, but just barely <laughs> duck under it in time. Whoa! That came out of nowhere. You see what I'm talking about? Hot damn. Meow. Can I do an investigation check uh, just to get a feel for our surroundings? See what's up with this forest? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Just kind of look around. 
That is a 17 total. You look around the forest path, and at first you're just admiring the vegetation and rare orchids that are blooming around. Pretty. And then you notice a small pair of footprints leading in the direction that you're already headed. What's this? Upon further inspection, they seem to be grung feet. And they're fairly small, smaller than scotches. You also, a tiny little frog boy definitely came along this way. Look at them prints. Yep, that definitely looks like a Grimbus-sized footprint. Uh, Garrett says, Meow, which is to say, yeah, that's what I, that's what I told you. I'm, I'm sniffing it out. I mean, I didn't. I actually didn't see the footprints, but I was <laughs> sniffing it out. And then Garrett says, Meow, which is to say, let's keep going. You continue to follow both the scent and visible footprints. And after a while, you notice that on the right of the forest path, there seems to be some disturbed vegetation and wagon tracks seem to pull onto the path that you're already on. Oh, goodness. The small grung tracks disappear, but the wagon tracks continue onward down the trail, as does the scent. Huh. That's weird. Uh, we don't really use wagons or any any kind of vehicles out here in the forest. You've heard of poachers, right? Yeah, Kevin is a notorious poacher. You know, he makes eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> but Garrett had to turn back into himself in order to say that. So he did. He's no longer a badger. He just couldn't pass up the punchline. But the tracks are pretty clear. It's wagon tracks in a wet jungle. They, they go deep. Yeah, let's follow those wagon tracks into the woods. You follow the wagon tracks, and again, after a while... You can see a bit of a clearing up ahead. At the start of this clearing, you can see a few wagons. They seem about the right shape to have a large cage on the back, but there's a canvas covering it. Everybody give me a perception check. 18. 18. 19. 22. Oh shit, high rolls. As you spot the clearing and wagons up ahead, Garrett notices that off to the left, a little ways into the forest, there's a hooded figure kneeling in the woods. Tucked under his arm, there appears to be a young red grung. That's him. That's him. That's that's Grimbus under his arm over there. That must be the uh, the shady figure Nancy was telling us about. Definitely looks shady. There's quite a bit of large leaves and bushes and things that you could use as cover if you'd like to try to sneak closer to perhaps hear what he's saying. Somebody who's sneakier than me can do that. I'll sneak forward. I can't help myself. Me and Gotcha can ninja in there. All right, both of you give me a stealth roll. That's a 23. I got a 14. So Scotch steps on a few sticks, but generally keeps it pretty quiet as he and Gotcha creep closer to the hooded figure. As you get closer, you see a ring of smoke form in front of him. Within that ring of smoke, a face appears. And as it comes into focus, you see that it's Razbatan. Gross. The cloaked figure lowers his hood, and you now see that he matches Nancy's description. He's a kobold with golden scales and a rainbow mustache that seems to flow upward as if unaffected by gravity. That's him, gotcha. That's our guy. You hear Razbatan say, Ah, hello, Slim Drippins. How are things going in the Springtail Forest? Hey, Razbatan. They're going pretty well down here. (laughs) We already captured and transformed eight of the frogs. Found another one on the way here. That means we got all nine. How are things going with the other generals? Oh, shit, Scotch. It's one of the wizard generals. Oh, well, they could be going better. Uh, We've recovered Nasty Kyle, but his head's still regrowing. It's kind of small right now. It freaks (laughs) me out. Oh, that's a fucking problem. That's not good that they can just regrow heads. But with the completion of your task, we will be quite close to our goal. Transform that grung and depart at once. I must return to my duties. Sure thing, boss. Right away. 
The ring of smoke dissipates, and the kobold stands up, holding Grimbus in his hands. He looks at him and says, Well, time for you to turn into something crazy, little fella. <laughs> Scotch, we gotta stop this. We do need to stop this. Um, I'm gonna cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on Slim Drippins. All right. So a creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if the spell affects it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. He got a 17 on his save. Well, he didn't think that was very funny. At first you think it works because he goes, (laughs) (laughs) as he stands up and turns around, he sees you and says, oh, hey, I've heard of you guys. You're them ones that have been causing a bunch of trouble for Razbatan, huh? Well, you might have been able to deal with Parm and Nasty Kyle, but those two have always been idiots. If you think you're going to outsmart me, you got another thing coming, bucko. (laughs) He snaps his fingers and disappears in a cloud of smoke. As he does, Grimbus drops to the ground. You look over to the right and see that Slim Drippins is now standing on top of one of the carts. He says, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can keep that little grung right there. And hey, guess what? You can keep this one too. He kicks a metal bar at the top of the cage under the canvas and the door swings open. As the gate swings open, a cloaked soldier is knocked off the top of the wagon. From inside, a huge, monstrous, frog-like beast comes crawling out. As the monster spills out, it crushes the soldier that was knocked down. It looks somewhat like a grung, but it's far too large with multiple long gangly arms, smatterings of eyes all over its body, and a long protruding tube off the top of its head, kind of like a snorkel. He's one nasty boy. (laughs) Slim Drippins yells, have fun with that now. Let's roll out, boys. As he yells that, All of the wagons speed off, and the frog monster is dumped out onto the trail in front of you. Grimbus turns around and yells, Scatch! Scatch! And he runs over and gives Scotch a hug, and looks up with tears and fear in his eyes, and says, Oh, Scotch! Oh, I knew you'd come back, Scotch! Oh, you gotta save me, Scotch! Oh, please! Oh, no! Grimbus, I think you should take your annoying voice and go back to the village. I think... We're about to have to kill this giant frog monster. Oh, okay. (laughs) Grimbus looks sad and dejected and starts walking back on the trail towards the village. Run, Grimbus. Don't walk. (laughs) On my knees. What? What? I got bad knees. (laughs) You're you're a little boy. Why do you have bad knees? I don't know. They're just bad. They hurt all the time. Grimbus, get out of here. Oh. Grimbus, get out of here. Oh, okay. Go. No. Goodbye, everybody. That's a series wrap on Grimbus. Fucking typical Grimbus. (laughs) Oh, come on. I like Grimbus. You, You know, you do all right friend um this frog monster is barreling down the forest path towards you let's roll initiative got a six i got a two 10 13 15 first up is garrett so garrett's move right now he starts doing a bunch of chakra hand signs and then says all right big nasty dogs come get this big nasty frog (laughs) and then eight wolves uh from the forest come seven of them come to fight the frog hemoth and one of them scoops up grimbus and runs him back to the town grimbus looks down and says oh 
oh yeah, you're going to be my new best friend. Not knowing that this wolf is going to disappear in like an hour. <laughs> or sooner, you know. I don't know how my concentration is going to go. And the other seven wolves dive in to attack this monstrous frog beast. With pack tactics, they will all have advantage on their attack rolls. Um, so that's seven of them, and they, but they've only got one attack. So I'm going to roll seven attacks at advantage, and we'll see how many hit. And then, yeah. Wow. Okay, so of the seven, five hit and one of them crit. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So they're all jumping and biting at this boy. Five have managed to latch on for a good chomp. Roll me that damage. That's 42 damage from the five wolves that latch on just gnarling and chomping and surrounding this big frog monstrosity. So this frog monster is just getting ripped up from all directions by all these wolves. They're all over it. Oof. And next up is Scotch. I'm gonna go ahead and cast Frostbite and throw my little snowball at him. So he makes a constitution saving throw, DC 14. You got a 17 on the save. Well, fuck me. Well, that's my turn. Next up is Gotcha. All Gotcha's gonna do is bonus action insight to try and get a sneak attack on it. That's a 17. All right, he got a 13. Alrighty, so now I'm gonna make my attack. And that's a nine, so never mind. Gotcha is not really sure how to deal with this motherfucker. Next up is the frog. So he's got all of these wolves biting him and harassing him from every direction. So he's going to point his big weird snorkel coming off the top of his head at one side of him with roughly half the wolves. And then a big colorless slimy goosh comes <laughs> pouring out of the big snorkel on his head, dousing the wolves. Oh, no. They must make a reflex save to avoid getting it in their mouths. All right. So is this is half of the wolves. So is this three or four of them? We'll say three wolves. And deck saves. So they all fail their deck saves. They're all pretty well latched on. So they all get a mouthful of this slime and then they all just sort of fall off of the frog and kind of roll onto their backs onto the ground, looking happy like they're ready for a belly rub. Oh no. I would know that complacent stare anywhere. This thing's using grunk poison. And next up is Willy. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and try to cast a spell magic on it again. And I got a 15 total. You cast a spell magic and you feel like you're getting close to breaking the spell on this frog, but you just can't quite break through it. Fuck. Shit, I should have had someone giving me guidance. Bardic Inspiration. I've, I've done Bardic Inspiration once, maybe twice, this entire podcast. And now we're back to Garrett. So Garrett strafes around the frog monster till he gets an angle where there's only one wolf between him and the meat of the frog. And he casts Lightning Bolt. Ooh. A stroke of lightning forming a line 100 feet long and 5 feet wide blasts out from you in a direction you choose. So, uh, the wolf and the frog monster would make a dex save on this uh, lightning bolt line. And that's DC 14. He got a 13. The wolf got a 14. So, the wolf takes half as much damage, but that's still going to be 8d6, which is not going to be nothing. That's 30 damage from the lightning bolt. The 15 damage from the on the wolf uh, unsummons the one wolf that was already grung poisoned up. All right, so that wolf disappears, but the lightning bolt pierces right through the giant frog monster. Now the monster that I'm using for this creature is called a frog hemoth, 
and the frog he has shock susceptibility. <gasps> okay. So since he took lightning damage, until the end of its next turn, its speed is halved, it takes a minus two penalty on AC and dexterity saving throws, and it can't use reactions or multi-attack. It also can use an action or a bonus action, not both. Okay, that's good. Fuck yeah. Nice. Got the upper hand on this boy for a second anyway. So after that lightning bolt, the giant frog monster just looks kind of dazed and sluggish. I still have four wolves that are game to fucking chomp this boy down. So those wolves are going to go ahead and attack with advantage with their pack tactics. So three of the wolves hit. They managed to get their chomps on him. That's 22 damage from the three wolves that still managed to chomp on this boy. All right. As those wolves are tearing at the flesh, you see that this giant frog monster is looking pretty rough. It's bleeding a lot. You can tell that it is bloodied. All right, guys. I've used up all my good spell slots now. Uh, I need you guys to take it home. Good deal. We've got it halfway down and we're all about out of juice. Next up is Scotch. I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern on him. Just like I did with the wyvern earlier. Try to knock him out. Okay. He makes a wisdom saving throw, DC 14, as the twisted pattern and colors weave through the air inside a 30-foot cube. So I guess the wolves also make a save. Just barely made it. Got a 14. Fuck. One succeeded. Three are out. So now six of my seven wolves are out. One of them stole. Still kicking. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and dispel that. Okay. And next up is Gotcha. Alright, I'm gonna see if I can't get a good hit on this motherfucker. Alright, well, I got a 23 to hit this time. That hits. That's a whole 19. You loose an arrow right into the frog monster's gut, and it recoils in pain. Next up is the frog. He's had about enough of Garrett harassing him, so he's going to turn his giant head snorkel towards Garrett and hit him with a hearty goosh. Uh, uh uh-oh. Give me that deck save. 12 don't cut it, does it? No, it does not. Unfortunately, Garrett looks up just in time to get a nice mouthful of goosh. (laughs) And you are now just kind of okay with what's going on. It's not a big deal. I haven't taken damage. Do I need to make a concentration check on my wolves? Um, no. They're fine, too. (laughs) All right. I go and find some of my stone dogs, and I, like, give some belly rubs. I'm like, all right, guys. Yeah, I'm just piddling around with my stone dogs. (laughs) And next up is Will Willie Willis. Willie, this isn't looking good. I've got a plan. Throw me at its face. I pick Scotch up and throw him at his face. <laughs> All right. Um, give me an athletics check. I got a night. I rolled a 19, so it's a 23. Fuck yeah. Ooh. You pick up Scotch, curl him up like a basketball, and hurl him towards the frog monster. He's going right for his face. So while I'm going through the air, I'm going to pull out my trusty expandable inner tube, currently shrunken to about the size of a donut. And I'm just going to Superman donut first and get that inner tube right in his mouth. And as soon as it's in his mouth, I'm going to expand it and blow his head up. Okay. All right. Give me a strength check to try to force it into its mouth. We all know strength is my best ability. And... Rolled an 18. Nice. Minus one, so 17. That's pretty danky. You jam the shrunken inner tube into the giant frog monster's maw, and as you expand it, its head explodes. Well, fuck. <laughs> That's way faster than I've ever inflated an inner tube. <laughs> Normally, I have to like sit there for like 10 minutes just huffing and puffing to get my face all red. That was That's probably the most impressive part of this whole thing. <laughs> 
you look around and see that aside from the giant frog's corpse, there are cart tracks leading down a separate trail, as well as the corpse of the guard who was left behind. Uh, I'm going to go check on that guard. Gotcha walks up and turns over the cloaked guard. As you turn him over, you are shocked to see that it's a Portobello Kingdom foot soldier. Huh. <gasps> oh, oh shit. shit. He's wearing the armor of the kingdom, and his cloak is held together with a Portobello peach pin. Huh. Well, fuck. Scotch, I'm sorry, but uh, it looks like it's my people doing this. I'm gonna fucking kill my mom. Probably a good idea. So we've got a dad to kill and a mom to kill. So uh, we'll make it around. Oh, and I'm pretty sure we did kill one of your siblings just now. <laughs> I've got tons of siblings. Nobody will notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to pat down the soldier, see if he's got a peach on him, see if he see if he brought a little snack from home. You feel around on him, and you do find a portobello peach. All right, I'm gonna gonna stand up uh, and look at it and say um you know I'll, I'll give it one more shot and uh i take a take a bite out of it chew it up and swallow it i'm like yeah you know it's just all the it's all that tingly taste all that kind of feels like razor blades kind of taste that i don't like and yeah willie willie's face is really kind of getting swollen right now <laughs> willie's allergic to peaches <laughs> i think willie. he might yeah. just be allergic man i don't think it's a, b- a bad fruit <laughs> No, other other peaches are fine, and I pull an apple out of my pocket. <laughs> these these are fine. These are good peaches. Those fuzzy ones, those portobello fuzzers, you know. They're, Where did you get all this fresh fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Parmesan, come to me! You hear, toot toot, and Parmesan Romano, about... 10 feet off the ground, just comes barreling through the rainforest, <laughs> taking down trees and plants. And he hovers in the air and says, hey, hey, somebody call a ride? Toot, toot. Uh-oh, looks like I might have destroyed some habitat. Hey, tough spaghetti. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. You and your fucking antics. <laughs> Back to the village, Parmesan. Once again, our heroes load up into Parmesan and head off towards the Springtail Village. When you return, you find your father and Nancy waiting for you in the middle of the village. Grimbus is beside Nancy. Grimbus, did you fill him in? I tried to, but they heard my voice and just told me to shut up. (laughs) Grimbus, could you please be quiet for just a minute? Thanks. (laughs) Oh, shucks. Pops. Pop Hops raises a hand and says, don't worry, Scotch. I didn't trust you, so I followed along in the trees to watch after you, make sure you did things right. And, well, I saw what went down. I saw how hard you fought to defend your village and little Grimbus here. Yeah, he really- Shut up, Grimbus. <laughs> There's some things I want to say to you, Scotch, but uh, I want to do it alone. Come up with me to the Springwater Cliffs. Let's have a talk. Okay. You're going to um, learn about the birds and the bees, boy. Oh, I know about the birds and the bees. Right, Nancy? Wink. He could teach a whole class on it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for me on Parmesan. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. All right. You got it, bud. Oh, yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> no, not, not you, Nancy. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll stay here. Pop and Scotch Hops walk off towards the cliffs of Springtail Forest. Scotch and Pops arrive at the Springwater Falls, a beautiful set of cliffs hidden in the Springtail Forest. Scotch and Pops stand next to the waterfall, looking out over the canopy of the rainforest. 
Pop says. I saw what you did back there. Really put your life on the line in defense of your village. Yeah, and you didn't do a damn thing. You were there the whole time. We were we were struggling with that. I know. And even though you were struggling, you got things done. Never thought I'd be saying this about you, but I'm proud of you, Scotch. I'm sorry about the way things have gone between us, and, uh, well, I think it's only right that you be the one to take my place. When my time comes, you'll be the one to lead this village, Scotch. I'm proud of you, son. You, you n- you've never said that before. I know, and uh, speaking of things I ain't never said before, I-, I love you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, old man. And then I cast Hypnotic Pattern. Uh, uh, uh. He rolled a six. W- what's going on, Scotch? W- uh, uh, what's with all these... And I kind of I kind of gently lay him down. He lays down sort of on the edge of the cliff and just sort of is staring up at the clouds with a look of amazement in his eyes. And he just says, what, uh, what is this, Scotch? It's- Pops, I, I appreciate everything you said, but it's becoming more and more clear to me that you're more of a hindrance to this village than, than anything else. And, well, to be honest, I fucking hate your guts. And then I cast Shape Water, and on the edge of the cliff, I just kind of make a little icy downward ramp. Okay. And then I give him a shove off the cliff. Wait, wait, Scott, what? You shove Pops off the cliff. He slides down the ice ramp and gets a radical amount of air before plummeting to his death. I, uh, kind of look down and I, I just kind of stare off the cliff for a while let out a sigh and then I, I take my jug off and I and I throw it off the cliff too and then I turn and start walking back towards the village After a short while, Scotch returns to the village alone. I'm going to go into uh, Pop Hop's house and I'm going to get the brand new water jug. You find a shiny new water jug. It's jet black with white designs showing Grung succeeding in battle and finding great treasures. And fingering each other's throats. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go find Nancy and say my goodbyes. You walk back out into the village and you see Nancy waiting for you. All right, Nancy. Well, I've I've got to go. Hopefully, I'll be back soon. But uh, we're, I think we're about to get into a whole mess of trouble, so I'm not sure. Be safe, Scotch. Don't you keep me waiting now. I'll try, Nancy. And then I turn and start walking to Parmesan Romano. Scotch, um, so is your dad going to help us fight off Rasputin? What's going on with that? I think we should leave. Scotch, are you okay? Uh, Let's go. Let's go right now. Well, what was that with your dad? Come on, Parm. Take us uh, Take us anywhere but here, Parmesan. <laughs> Everyone, let's go. Yep, let's go. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. You can find us on Twitter at Take a Crit and Facebook by the same name. 
Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Take a Crate, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's folks like our good friends Courtney Moses, Carol Hartzog, Hi Mom, and John Chafin. John's the TikToker you gotta be taking at and talking to. He's found at Drunkest Batman on TikTok, so check out his stuff. If you have suggestions for NPC names or magic items, you can share those with us in our Facebook group. If we use them, we'll be sure to credit you in the show. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leo is our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. Episodes come out every other Monday, so check back August 30th for episode 18. See you next time. Is there July in Patherntica? Is that how that works? July exists in Middle Earth, and so it doesn't matter. Fuck Middle Earth. <laughs> they have Wednesday and July. They have the regular months and days of the week, so I, I don't think it matters. We're going to use the Elder Scrolls days specifically because one of them is called Turd Ass. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. That's good. Where Gus showed our heroes his crying, his crying room. <laughs> He's such a sad boy. <laughs> That's where he watches all the happy families and cries. Yeah. You see Nancy's just like really enjoying the show as Scotch is stretching. Oh, jeez. I kind of see her looking at me and give her a little wink. She's going to enjoy the strutting even more. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he eats grass, but his mom always eats ass. It's Garrett's Underwood. Well, uh, I I don't know that you know that about her. I mean, I guess you're the dungeon master, so it's your fucking call. But yeah, he's the dungeon master, Joey. Fuck. All right, I'm, I'm coming in with it for real this time. Sometimes he eats grass, but his mom always eats ass. Oh, Chapman's <laughs> doing right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Oh, but before you go, give me a little butter, Scotch. Yeah, baby, you want that butter? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> It sounds like a phone. <laughs> yeah, it did. Our heroes depart into the Springtail Forest in search of Grimbus. And here's where we'll do the musical transition. What was it? What was his name, Leo? Grimbus. Grimbus. I keep forgetting this little frog's name. Grimbus. Grim. Grimbus. That's him. Uh, you're gonna have to tell me that little frog's name one more time. It starts with a G. Grimbus. 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 I don't know why I can't remember Grimbus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast uh, Scratchy. Uh, no, no, right. That's stupid. I was gonna tell you spit in his mouth. <laughs> Past it. Make this fucking frog throw up. <laughs> People are into what they're into, and you know what? God bless them.